The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hello, hello. Hi, I'm Lenora Faye. I am one of your co-moderators for the panel, which is Child Free and Organized Religion. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cody. I'm the other co-moderator. And a quick thank you to our sponsors, presenting sponsor, Chopper Media, champion level sponsor, Chopper Wealth, and other sponsors, 365 Diversity, best child-free life possible found in a Facebook group, uh, buy child-free, buy child-free merchandise shop, child-free family, child-free journals, stophavingkids.org, StreamYard, which you're watching right now, and the books, The Age of the Child by Kristen Tetsy and Wild Egg by Jennifer Flint. And we definitely need to have a disclaimer on this one because I have no idea what's going to come out of people's mouths. <laughs> All right. So the opinions <laughs> expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the event or its affiliates. So again, welcome to the Child Free and Organized Religion panel. We'll bring our speakers on stage. We have Ilan. We have, oh, we got past here. Laura, Marcella, Child Free Millennial, Vanessa, Kristen. Ilan. Okay, there we go. We're we're all here, right? Yes, we're I all think here. We've got, I think we've got everybody wow. here. So let's, we'll okay. start in the beginning. Uh, tell us about yourself. We'll start from the top and work our way down. Ilan, if you wouldn't mind, I think you're muted at the moment. And also keep in mind, just state what what uh, religion you were raised in, participate in currently, that type of information. Okay, we have to get Ilan unmuted there. Oh, or we'll start with Vanessa. Vanessa, go oh. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord said go. Um, <laughs> I'm Vanessa Lauren. I'm in Las Vegas. Um, I was raised, my, pa my parents were Catholic. I was raised Christian, and I, that is what I am now. I am a non-denominational Christian. Um, I ha live in Las Vegas, so that's like a big thing. People are like, oh, Christians in, Los in Sin City, is that possible? And it is. So I am decidedly child-free. I'm actually technically like a fence sitter. So it's a really interesting life <laughs> to be in, in be a christian and then also i'm not sure about where what, if i want to have children or not so i'll let the next person go uh, let's see. uh well we've got some elon you're muted Do you want to unmute yourself Absolutely. on the screen also uh there we go Laura, same thing hi everyone my name is elon cohen my pronouns are they them i live in eureka california on we Outland, and I was raised in Judaism, and I am still Jewish. Um, just various stages of observancy, different than my childhood. And I decided I was child-free about 10 years ago. I'm when I was 29. And Let's have questions. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, we'll go with Lauren. We'll go with yeah, Lauren next. We've Lauren, got another speaker up. coming on, I think, too. So. All right. Hi, um, my name is Laura. I am in Boston, Massachusetts. I am a child-free TikToker, so you can find my TikTok at Bad Bitches on TikTok. Um, I was 
raised uh, christened catholic but raised methodist i live in a multi-denomination household as well as a multi-racial household my father is from columbia my mother is white um and uh as a college student i went to a very conservative christian uh college and that is when i found my hatred for fundamentalism and the christian right i have spent the last seven years uh, researching the christian right especially when it comes to the conspiracy that they have to erase choice from women um, i have left the christian church although i do still um, sometimes attend union church in boston which is a pro-choice uh, pro-lgbt uh, church with a gay pastor so i love it um, I do consider myself a witch um, and a spiritual person. Now, a lot of my belief systems through my personal exploration have moved me away from Christianity, um, but I am still so fascinated with fundamentalism that it's really a pet project I've been working on for the past 10 years. Okay, uh, Marcella, go ahead. What is up, guys? My name is Marcella. You might know me as Child Free Millennial. <laughs> no big deal. Um, I am 26 and I grew up Christian. I'm still Christian. Um, what else can I say? My parents are South American. They both grew up Catholic. Um, and when they came to the United States in their 20s, they uh, converted into Christianity. And that's pretty much it. That's my life story. <laughs> And Kristen. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Kristen Donnelly. I was, I've been, I think, every Protestant denomination that exists on the planet at some point in time. I was baptized Presbyterian, raised um, Methodist and Pentecostal, worked for the Anglican Church. Um, I hold a degree from a Baptist seminary. I'm an ordained Baptist minister, and I now go to an Episcopalian church. So we've been the gamut. Um, but I definitely, the kind of story I say is that I was raised evangelical and that I left evangelicalism. I am definitely ex-evangelical, whatever phrase we want to use, but I still deeply claim the Christian faith, um, not the garbage we've put on it as, as, as strict to the faith as I can get. Um, my PhD is in sociology of religion, where I studied the accidental silencing of women in religiously Protestant spaces in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is still incredibly religiously and ethnically divided. And so my husband is Catholic and I am Protestant and that's a big deal here. Um, and so that's a thing that we contend with all the time and how to figure it out. I knew I was child free since the age of 11. And so every good little nice church lady my whole life has told me that I would change my mind. And sometimes out of spite, I haven't, but I definitely have not. Okay, so I think we have another speaker joining us. Can we get Krista? Hi, Krista. Hey, Krista. Hello. Thanks it for joining me us. Well, to get here, but I'm here. That's okay. Do you want to uh, just quickly uh, introduce yourself and and also the second question, um, Cody? What's the second question? <laughs> oh, it was, uh, well, also tell us a little bit about um, your religion and how you were raised, belief system. Okay. Um, my name is Krista Lucas, and I was raised not in any particular religion. My mother, uh, usually, uh, she flitted around a lot. So we did transcendental meditation, iridology. She did faith healing. Um, but we, I was, I'm ethnic, I'm Jewish by matrilineage. And so at one point I watched Fiddler on the Roof and I said, hey mom, you know, can we be Jewish like the religion? She said, sure. So we started attending a local congregation 
that met uh, once a month on Friday nights in someone's home. And there was a lay rabbi who did the services and then he, um, he came over to teach my sister and me Hebrew, um, but it didn't last so. But I am familiar with the different levels of Judaism and what's involved with that. So I, I can speak to that as well as my own experience. Okay. And so how was pronatalism presented to you within your religion or uh, belief system? And just a quick definition of pronatalism, basically is the encouraging of, of having children to go forth and be fruitful kind of thing. So we'll just start at the top and work our way around. So uh, Elon, go ahead. You have to unmute yourself. Oh, you're still muted. Still muted. Hit the mute button one more time. There you In go. Judaism, having children is very much encouraged. It says in many times, in various places in Genesis, that it will be as multiplied as the stars in the sky, the sands of the desert. And now it's like, if you don't have kids, it's like Hitler won. So that kind of hits the heart. It's like, can't let Hitler win. That just, it's like, bam, oh, you got me. So it's kind of pushed. But we are also told that we have free will. So it's like, well, I have free will. So you're telling me I'm supposed to have kids, but I also have free will to choose to not to have kids. So it's a big battle. Yeah, yeah, I can see the, the conflict there. Uh, Laura, go ahead. Um, yeah, so growing up in a Christian church, um, I my parents were always pro-choice. Um, but every family that I knew had children. Um, and for me, it just never sat right with me, except for my aunt who didn't attend church. And I think that that might have been part of the reason. Um, but one thing I do notice in the spiritual uh, community um, and amongst pagans is that there is a very, very big um, emphasis on creation and fertility. I am a tarot reader. Um, I've been doing it for years, and there are a couple of cards that really just mean creation. And yet you 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 see people all the time saying, oh, this means fertility. Um, a woman's power is in her womb. Um, and, and so even with leaving the Christian community where it's kind of an anti-choice, um, be fruitful, multiply situation, you still do see that in, in other religious communities. And that's one thing that I've been trying to combat in the spiritual community. We don't need posts and uh, books about how motherhood makes you more, you know, uh, spiritual than the rest, but that is a really, really big topic. And for a while, it actually made me feel bad about myself because I ran to spiritualism as a way to get away from the pronatalism that was forced upon me in the Christian church. And yet that does still um, exist in probably almost every religion. <laughs> All right, Marcella, step up. Yeah, so this, I have kind of a unique um I guess look on religion because my parents are also Hispanic and if you're Hispanic know any Hispanics it is very family focused as well as Christianity so <laughs> growing <laughs> Vanessa is that you laughing probably um <laughs> but um 
I, growing up in a Christian church, it was like, I didn't know anyone, literally no one who decided that they didn't want to have kids. There was one couple in the congregation that I grew up in who didn't have kids, but it was because they physically could not. The wife or husband, I don't know what their situation was, but they couldn't have kids. And I remember like every time they got brought up, it was like very like pity in a very pitiful way. It was like, I just, you know, look at that. I will call them Sally and Joe. Sally and Joe, man, they never had kids. And I'm like, okay, but Sally and Joe are like traveling all the time. Like what's wrong with that? You know? Um, and like uh, Laura said, a lot of the families in the congregation that I attended had children. There was literally like, even if you were recently married, that's another thing is when you're in uh, the Christian, I don't know, this might go for a lot more religions, but in the Christian, in the Christian world, if you're married young, you're expected have children experience so foreign to me um and so about two three years ago i kind of had this like awakening light bulb moment of like hey i don't want to have kids like what do i do with that information you know so i kind of went on my own like little journey of finding out what child free even meant and how i could still be a part of uh, the religious world, but also have my own beliefs of like, I don't want to have children. Um, but yeah, it was very, very difficult growing up because family was like, number one, as soon as you have a family, like check off the box, you're saved, you're great and you've made it. <laughs> All right, Vanessa. Yeah. So I'll kind of piggyback off that. So similar to Marcella, I also am Hispanic, which is why she was like, you're probably laughing. I am part of a very large family. I grew up with five siblings. Um, we were six girls, so everyone was so curious, like, oh my gosh, like, is your dad still there? It's like, yeah, he's, he was thrilled with all six of us. Um, <laughs> even recently, my parents adopted four more, so I'm one of 10. So I'm like right in that, that, that I guess, stigma, right? Um, but as far as like growing up in the Christian community, I will just speak to my truth because I know this is not true for all all Christians. Um, I take it very near and dear to my heart, especially the child-free community. When um, I hear from people who are like, I've been, like pronatalism is something that they struggle with still to this day and they're in their 30s and 40s. And so I know it's not true for all Christian communities, but I myself never experienced that. Like I never felt pressured. No one ever asked me when I was gonna have kids. Nobody ever was like, oh, like you're 20, get married, have kids. But I do think it has a lot to do with like the area I grew up in. Like I've been in Vegas my whole life and I'm not saying that like Vegas is better or anything like that, but it's just not as rampant here. Like you're, we don't have as many like um, generational Christians here. So the transit city. So a lot of the people I know that I grew up with, they're gone. And a lot of the people that I know now just got here. So it doesn't have, I think as, as deep a root as maybe like, the South does, where I have a lot of friends that I've met in the mission field and things like that. And it, their experience is extremely different than mine. So I just want to name that because I think um, a, a lot of times when people hear like, oh, Christianity, they think like, oh, we're all like Turner burn Christians who stand on the corner with our picket. And it's like, that's not necessarily true. Although that exists, that is not the truth for every person. So my personal experience was never to feel that. But I also want to name the fact that I think it's because I had such a large family. There's been a baby in our family every two to three years for 40 years. So I don't think anyone wants 
us to keep multiplying. So they just don't ask. They're like, well, you guys are good. Like my sisters handled it for me. So that's kind of my truth. And Kristen, my gosh. Go ahead. This is literally an entire chapter of my doctorate. So I will be brief, I promise. Um, <laughs> But I was incredibly blessed because my mom had a really hard time having kids. And she knew that that was her calling and knew that she was put on this earth to mother. And so she has been very clear with me that if I don't feel my calling is motherhood, my calling isn't motherhood. And she has held off all of the other, you know, people that have kind of said it my whole life, like my aunt. And my, my grandmother, when she was still alive, would say something and mom would say, that's not Kristen's calling. Parenthood needs to be a calling. If you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it. Um, so I had this fierce defender. And so when, you know, women at church would say something, she would just say, I don't know why we're limiting what the Holy Spirit can do with Kristen. Um, if it's not like, why are you like limiting her down to her womb? Like, that's not, that's not what we're doing here. So I've been incredibly, incredibly lucky. Pronatalism is definitely part of a lot of evangelicalism, um, and it is definitely part of the, the sect of Christianity that I studied here in Northern Ireland. I remember the first time we told my mother-in-law that we weren't having kids, it was like she had literally never thought that that was a possibility. <laughs> like, it had never crossed her mind. Um, and I know that my sister's-in-law and her still get flack um, it, it, it from their friends and family as to why we don't have children. But it has never come back to us. They've been very accepting of that and totally fine. And now I just get the jealous messages. Like, how do you get to go to Disney two times a year? Well, you don't have kids. Um, everybody makes choices and then your choices make you. So I've been really, but yeah, I mean, the idea of woman as childbearer is innate in nearly every organized religion um, and is for a whole host of both healthy and unhealthy reasons. So definitely in mine too. And go stand in the pretzel line. That's the Easter egg for anybody that knows that story. Uh, Krista, step up, please. Yes. So um, my father never pressured me to have children. I, but I, um, I just always assumed that I would. It never occurred to me that I wouldn't because everyone around me had kids. However, um, my grandfather, who was raised in the Jewish religion, I don't think this was why, but he and my grandmother met when they were like 16 and 22. She was 16 and he was 21 or 22. And they had kids, you know, pretty much as soon as they got married. And so when I was a teenager, my grandfather started asking me, well, when are you going to get married and have kids? And I'm like, well, not right now. So I just sort of, um, because I never felt the physical urge to be pregnant or bear a child. I just thought, well, I'm going to adopt. And then I read about adoption and realized you don't adopt because you want to do something charitable. You adopt because you want to be a mother. And I really didn't want to be one. But it took me a while to get to that place because I was raised in such a family culture. Um, and my parents, because my mom didn't get along with any of her brothers, they decided that our guardians would be this one childless couple who we were friends with. And so one time I said, well, why don't they have children? And my mom said, because they're selfish. I'm like, okay, they're selfish, but you're leaving us to them if you die. Anyway, so, so that was the message I got about um, people who didn't have children. 
All right, so I'm going to consolidate a couple questions because time is just rapidly going. Uh, so are you open about your child-free status within your church or your belief community? And how, how is it received? And I guess the other part of the question is, are you comfortable sharing your status? So, uh, Ilan, go ahead. And I can repeat the question if I if you guys need me to repeat it. That's fine. You're still muted. Still muted. Still muted. There, there we go. go. Gotcha. There we go. Yes. I have been very vocal about it, how it's my choice. And there are people having 10, 12 kids. And while they are on the way other end of the belief structure, I'm trying to be happy for them. And they're like, but we need more liberal and leftist people having kids. I'm like, or adopting kids. Or I'm like, well, then that's not me. I'm vocal about it. Please don't pressure other people into having children. It's not okay. Thank you. Um, what was the second half? Uh, so actually, I'm glad you asked that question. Jared, can you, there we go. Because uh, I, I, I misspoke. The other question is, are you, um, are you comfortable sharing your religious beliefs within the child-free community? I switched that around. <laughs> that, okay. That's the second part of the question for everyone. There's a lot of, I've noticed there's a lot of people in the child-free community who are very verbal atheists and they have trauma from their earlier years and they're like oh this sky daddy believers are at it again <laughs> and i am like Ooh, i'm a sky daddy daddy believer and <laughs> it's kind of awkward at times but i realize a lot of the, i'm like i don't have that trauma and i'm glad for myself but it sucks for them mm -hmm. and so my trauma from organized religion is ableism based and not maybe uh, around the same issues that they have, maybe around ra racism or childhood abuse or some of the same issues. So I, I can relate and I can't. So it's difficult and I, I don't always verbalize it, but I also have the most ubiquitous Jewish name, so it's hard at times. Thanks for that. Uh, Laura, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I talk about being child-free and spirituality like every day. It's my entire personality. So I guess that I would say that like, yes, I am, but the, the cool thing about having, I still do attend church sometimes I am comfortable in my church just because um, a couple of church leaders are child free. It's a very diverse um, kind of congregation. Um, but the cool thing about kind of going on my own and going on my own kind of journey with connecting to God or source or whatever you want to call it is that I feel a new freedom to be open with my beliefs. Um, back when I was in college in North Carolina at a Bible Belt college, no, I would have never said that I was child-free. That was back in when I was still pretending to be fence-sitter. To be honest, I never really talked about it. Um, my family has moved to being more supportive over the years. Um, 
but I I do um, feel uncomfortable in other Christian spaces saying that I'm child free. Um, and a lot of that is because I never know how someone's going to react to it. Um, and I would also, everyone on this panel, I would trust, but I, I wouldn't talk about it if I walked into a random church, if that makes sense. Because of course, there's also the question of choice in a lot of churches. And a lot of people, a lot of congregations don't um, advertise their stance on it right away like my church does. So yes, I'm comfortable in both spaces, spaces but with caution. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, Marcella, <laughs> go ahead. Sure, I'll make mine brief. Um, so growing up in a very traditional Christian uh, religion, no, there's no way I would have told people that I didn't want to have kids. Even still now, like I'm very, I am like a very non-confrontational person. So if somebody was like trying to like you know bash me or something, I'd be like, "Yep, you're totally right," and I'm gonna leave now. So I never just like share that information about myself willy-nilly unless someone asks me. And if it's someone who I trust, then I'm like, "Yeah, um, actually, I don't think I want to have kids." Otherwise, I'm like you never know like i'm just very very non-confrontational now within the child-free community i feel like sharing my religious beliefs is a little bit more forgiving a little bit easier to do just because even though like uh lon said earlier that there's so many people who are just very much like no absolutely not um which is fine. It's totally okay. I mean, believe what you want to each their own kind of thing. But I feel like there's more, I would say like secretive or like um, closeted um, Christian child-free people. And when they hear that there's another, like another one out there roaming the world, like they feel almost like, oh my gosh, like I found a community. So I find it a little bit easier within the child-free spaces, but in terms of like going to church on Sunday and be like, guys, I'm child-free. <laughs> That's not me. High fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Vanessa, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of the opposite again of, of Marcella. So my I'm a very outspoken person. I always have been. And I think a lot of us here, uh, we're more comfortable talking about our child-free choice. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've kind of known as that person, honestly. I've actually been invited into spaces, whether they be Bible studies or podcasts, to speak to people in um, not just my church, but the Christian community on being child-free. Because the stigma is like, in the Christian community, it's, oh, well, children are a blessing. So how are you choosing to live without of that blessing, right? And so it's been a really... I honestly, it's been a really enjoyable experience for me to help shift that narrative. And, and um, like I, I've studied the Bible, I've been raising it for 30 years. So it's kind of fun for me to be like, oh, well, you know, like Jesus didn't have kids and Esther didn't have kids and Paul didn't have kids and kind of just educate people in that realm and also help switch the um, conversations within the church because it is hurtful. Like a lot of what everyone else is saying, there's trauma there. There's people who have, have felt not comfortable so my, my goal and the reason I speak about it so freely in my religion is because I want to encourage those who have chosen to have kids to not pressure those who are still deciding or those who can't. There's the childless community, which is a whole different category. But so it is something that I'm very open about and it is honestly accepted. Again, I know that's not the truth for everybody. 
but that's my truth. If they don't accept it, they don't tell me. So maybe I'm just too aggressive <laughs> and they just talk about me when I'm not there. But um, And then the other side for the child-free community, again, I think I'm opposite of Marcella where it's actually been harder for me to talk about my religion because I like, I love God. Look, God's like one of like my favorite things. So when I talk about being a Christian in the child-free community, it's, it's difficult. And it's difficult, I think, not because, uh, I don't think people mean it in any harsh way. Everyone's just speaking their truth. And like Marcella said, I think everybody, you know, you have your own path and that's great. But especially with Roe versus Wade, I think recently it's been a lot of hate. And I just, mm -hmm. not all of us are pro-life. Like not all of us are are pushing that on people, so it's been a really hard thing to step into because that 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 representation in especially the Christian community is unfortunately so large that like saying oh well I'm a Christian all of a sudden the child free community is like well get out you know so mm -hmm. um, that's been more difficult for me. Quick question: Do you have a list of all the people in the Bible who don't have kids? Because I will need that uh, just as a resource for other people who are asking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, honestly, on our podcast, we did um, what the Bible says about being child free, and I oh, took okay. that, I took that be fruitful, multiply, and I slayed it. I was like, oh no, <laughs> good for you. Not... Yeah. So all I right, do... so we'll throw it to Kristen, and then Krista. We are unfortunately running out of time, so Kristen, go ahead. Dr. Kristen, I apologize. Oh, you're fine. Um, so what I will say is that is that most religions, and definitely the United in the United States as a whole, view wombs as community property because women are in charge of having the next generation, raising the next generation, and everything else. And so we think it's totally normal to make conversation with strangers about their child, their their choice around children. So I have seen it as my personal mission to make people very uncomfortable when they do that. Um, and so that's both in religious spaces and non-religious spaces. Somebody says, you know, so when are you and your husband starting a family? And I say, we started one in 2013 and it's us and that's it. So when are you having kids? We're not. And then it usually comes back with why. And so then I will say any, you know, range of, of answers to kind of, you know, and some of them are made up and some of them are really personal and then they'll get really shocked and I'll be like, oh, I thought we were at, we were sharing inappropriate questions today. Like I thought that's what we were doing. Um, and I try to really push back. I don't talk about my faith as a personal faith very often, especially not in the child-free or childless spaces. Um, I, I tend to come at it as a scholar because it's safer, because I am very, I am very tired of getting attacked for things that like ever, a couple other people have said, um, that things that claim my title believe and things that I don't believe. So I tend to approach it as a scholar and it's a little bit easier for me. Um, but I, I like to trouble the, the, the waters as it were, because this is such a painful conversation for so many people that I like to remind others that it is and that they should be kinder with their questions. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Krista, go ahead. Um, I'm not a part of a congregation, but when I was first married, I've been married twice. And when I married my first husband, people said, oh, you're an old married lady now. And then their next question was, when are you going to have kids? And um, so I was on the fence at that point, sort of. Um, but I've married my second and final husband at the age of 39. I'm now 52. And um, they don't ask anymore. So I don't really have, I mean, I have some friends who don't have kids, but I wouldn't say I'm part of a child-free community, except on Instagram. 
And so I don't, I'm not a person of faith and I'm out of time. So I don't share it with my uh, child-free community because I'm not really part of one. Well, you are, you are here. I'm here, <laughs> yes. So and now I'm part of one. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, uh, Cody, how are we on for time? With, with, with that, let's do some, some closing remarks. Okay. If you want to uh, pr plug, promote anything that you might be working on and how people can get in touch with you afterward if you would like them to get in touch with you afterward. So, uh, uh, Can I go, go first? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. I've written this book, it's a poetry collection called Fans of My Unconscious, and you can buy it um, on Amazon or you can go to my website and find a link to Sundance Bookstore. Awesome. Thank you, Krista. Or let's work our way up. So Kristen, you go ahead. Fantastic. So um, my company is called Abby Research and we are empathy educators. We spend our time helping people understand themselves and others better. Um, my partner and I are both child free. So you can find Dr. Aaron and I at argooddoctors.com. Awesome. Awesome. Vanessa, step up. Yeah. So I am one half of a podcast. Hi, Dallas. Uh, Claiming Zero is the name of our podcast. You can find us on Instagram or anywhere you get your podcast. And then we have our email where you can always send any, any, we always say the doors open if you just want to like vent or whatever um, at claimingzeropodcast at gmail.com. So. Excellent. Marcella. And we love their podcast. Just, <laughs> just saying, I listen to it. I love it. Um, plain and simple. You can find me on YouTube or on Instagram at Child Free Millennial. Easy enough. And uh, Laura? Um, you can find me, especially on TikTok, um, at Bad Fitches, but all of my social media handles are Bad Fitches. That is also my website um, where you can actually purchase some child-free crop top um, merch and all proceeds go to abortion funds for these shirts. Um, uh, except for Instagram, which is Bad Fitches Official because somebody took my handle and hasn't posted in five years. So... <laughs> If you're watching, give her her handle. Yes. Jeez. Yes, please. Just, just give it back. Anyone, go ahead. Hey, thank you. I'll push mine during LGBTQ tomorrow morning. Okay. That okay. makes it easy. So thank you, everyone, for your time. That's a wrap. And uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation into the future. Thank, thank you. you Bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.